Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're here, back in the LA studio. Hey. Back from Santa Babs. Look at us doing all the recording this week. I'm so (laughs) proud of us. I'm super proud of us. I'm excited about this topic today because it's simple, yet can be profound. And also it's confusing. So, you know, obviously you guys know that we have the happiness diet. It's thehappinessdiet.com is our uh, sponsor for the podcast, which is a course that Danny and I put together all about relationships, all about personal development, all about uh, the juicy stuff that comes out in life. And one of the things that we've been hearing about these last few years, I would say in the last like 10 years, this has really risen in popularity is the concept of positive psychology and what those things actually mean instead of, and this has been, you know, kind of a resurgence in the uh, psychology community just in the last like 20 years or so, because before they were only studying um, abnormalities, they were only studying dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And then within the last 20 years, they started looking at, okay, but if people are living well, what are the best practices, right? So it's not just about surviving, it's now about optimizing, Optimizing, right? And thriving in uh, the world. And so positive psychology is like, what, what kinds of things can we do? And how can we shift our perception to feel better, to live a more full life, to have better peace of mind, et cetera, quality of life? And one of the things is gratitude. And so we're seeing this concept of gratitude. Oh, be grateful, be grateful. But I think it can sound like a soundbite if you don't actually know what it is exactly and why you would do it and when you should do it. Totally. I, you know, I remember hearing about gratitude or having a gratitude practice years ago. I was um, younger. And I think that when you sometimes hear this, sometimes you can kind of brush off as like, what is that going to do? And then, especially when you hear about it, when you're in the midst of struggle, you're like, okay, like, I really want to be grateful for this, like, can't pay my bills. And my boyfriend just left me. And like, what am I supposed to be grateful for? So it's really interesting. I want to bring it up here because it is one of those things that is so powerful, but it also could be brushed away and dismissed because it feels like, it almost feels like someone dismissing your your feelings. If someone's telling you to be grateful when you're Mm -hmm. just like, it can feel patronizing for sure. Yeah. Like I just lost my job. Just be grateful that you, you know, had a job. (laughs) Right. Like they all the people who never had a job. Right. So I remember actually, it's so funny. So I started doing more of this like personal development work, probably like 2010, 2011 and working with at the time, kind of like a, a mentor of mine. Um, who was helping me a lot with relationship stuff. And he was the one who really kind of introduced me to a gratitude practice. And at the same time, I was also reading a lot of like Sean Acor's stuff and positive psychology, Michelle Galen, like some of these people who are researchers in the field. And I remember practicing it, practicing it. And I'll never forget Jillian, who we've had on the podcast, who is my ex-sister-in-law. She said, it's easy to be all good when everything's all good. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. We're sitting here in like a beautiful, we're two blocks from the beach. We just got back from a girl's getaway. It's so easy to feel gratitude for like this. Le- I mean, God, we can't believe it. Look, it's sunny out. It's 70 degrees. It's so amazing. The challenge is, can you be grateful in the moments that are tough? And it's easy to be like, of course I would be when everything's going well. Yeah. And that's what's so hard. And I remember my mentor, when I first found out about Jade's affair, was just like, I know this is hard, but you're going to be so grateful for this experience. And I wanted to fucking punch him. Yeah. I literally was like, okay, but also, no. You're like, like, that's not a thing right now. I'm not available for that tool right now. Yes. Yeah. I think that 
it, he knows from experience, right? And we can all look, look back at the yes. hard times and go, I'm glad that happened. But in the moment that you're like, I'm not really thinking about that right because now. Because I'm actually not grateful. Yes. Like I'm actually not <laughs> grateful for this pain that I'm feeling. Yep. And the reason why it's like funny that we're having this conversation now, two years after we started the podcast, because really the, the entire concept of the best life is based on this principle, yep. which is in the shittiest circumstances, the objectively like shitty circumstances, can you look around you and find things that are amazing? Yes. And be like, damn, like, you know, for, and you guys know the story of us kind of sitting out in my balcony in Santa Monica, you know, both kind of being heartbroken after leaving our long-term marriages and there's an amazing sunset and we're laughing and we're drinking wine and just this moment of like, this is the best life, even though objectively, if you looked at it from anyone's perspective, it's not like you just yep. left your marriage, like things are up in the air, you have no certainty. But I really is, it does come down to that. And that's really the piece is you don't have to be grateful for that thing that's happening. You find something to be grateful for, to shift your perspective, to shift your focus. You know, we talked a little bit about um, putting things out into the universe that you want to attract more of or like putting your focus on what you want or your intention. So when you're sitting there focusing on like, my husband just left me and this is terrible. That's not what you're going to be grateful for right then. You could be grateful that maybe you still have a house, like he didn't kick you out on the street or you have to find something that this is the piece where you have to start looking around and go, what can I be grateful for so that I can shift the mood to a better feeling than I have right now? And I think that's a big piece of how gratitude can help with anxiety, with depression. And I'm not saying that it is a fix for that because even in the depression episode, you know, I had people message me and say like, well, you just have to be grateful. And I wanted to fucking rip their head off. I'm like, look, I'm grateful for so much. I have so much to be grateful for. That doesn't, um, you know, make you not like solve this thing. Like it's a separate thing. Um, however, it can at least take that edge off. It can help you just reframe your mind. And when I first heard about this, I was doing some personal development stuff as well. And, uh, I bought this program by Dr. Joe Vitale and he's in the secret. And he was talking about this gratitude thing. And he said, you know, I was sitting there, I was suicidal. I guess he was living out of his car, some kind of story like that. And he won't, wanted to just commit suicide. He was going to write a suicide note. And so he pulled out a pencil to write a suicide note. And then he started thinking about being what to be grateful for. And he said, I could be grateful for this pencil to write the note. Like, otherwise, what would I do? And so it started with this. And of course, then he didn't do it. He's still here. But it was like literally something that small in the moment that started to shift like, oh, I actually at least have a pencil here. I mean, it's kind of silly to to say that. But when I had, uh, when I was paralyzed, um, I remember I was just in this huge pity party. Like I'm an athlete. I should be able to walk. I can't do all this. I'm stuck at my parents' house. And then it turned into, I, I remembered, I like got this like hit after a month of just being miserable and going, oh yeah, I need to find something to be grateful for. And so I made a conscious shift and then I was going, wow, at least I have a place to go. Like I didn't want to be stuck at my parents' house, but I mean, if I didn't have them, I don't know what would have happened. I would have been paralyzed and homeless. I don't know. So at least I have a place to go. And at least I didn't die. Like I was, I could have been dead instead of just paralyzed. So at least I'm alive. And that shift happened consciously because I had a girlfriend of mine who was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And that was this big spotlight of like, oh shoot, like I actually am better off. And so I think that shift really changed everything for me where I got to start to actually heal physically and mentally because I had to go, okay, no more pity party. I was tired and miserable and the gratitude, it was slow and it was a practice. And we say like practice, I just mean like you have to make a conscious effort. It doesn't just, you don't just like have random thoughts. I think our minds just are 
mostly negative. Well, I think we wait for the good thing to happen and mm-hmm. then we're like, oh my God, I'm so grateful this amazing thing that just happened. Or I like, think it finally. happens. It's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? I always think about gratitude, a gratitude practice. So just let, let's get super tactical. One of the things that has been shown in research is the three gratitudes. And it's yeah. a super simple practice. And it's it's just literally like at night before you go to bed, you write down three things you're grateful for. And the idea is that you can't necessarily say the same thing every day. Yeah. So like the idea is you can't be like my health, my family, my relationship, right? Or my job. Or like you can't always just say the same things. You have to really start to think about, okay, what else? You know, and it can be a, like a, having a pen to write this note or whatever. It can be like really small things and it can be like big swooping things as well that is one way to get like super tactical with it. And I see that practice as preventative. Yeah. So that when something, when shit does hit the fan, I'm already in a practice of seeing the little pieces of light in like this total dark place, right? Because I've been practicing it over time. I don't wait until like I'm in a super shitty place to be like, I'm going to practice gratitude. I think it can work, but it's a lot harder versus if you've had the practice going on when things are going well, you're going to be much more practiced in finding that when you're in the shitty place too. Yep. I'm going to do a quick interruption to give a shout out and gratitude to our two amazing sponsors real quick. First is CBD for life. Um, You guys, I've been using the CBD for life eye serum and their face cream, and it is so freaking divine. The eye serum is like your eyeballs are taking a drink of water. I don't even know how else to describe it, but it feels so refreshing. Um, it doesn't sting. I don't know if you've ever used eye creams that kind of like sting and make your eyes water. It feels so good. Um, really clean, non-greasy. The face cream is amazing. I think I've said it before that my boyfriend keeps stealing it from me. So I'm about out of that. But check out all of their products. Um, they are having some, they have some amazing bundles. You can get the face cream, the eye cream, um, other lotions, body lotions, the foot lotion is unreal. It's very, um, what is it? Invigorating. It's like very minty. It feels so good and refreshing on your feet, especially after a long day. So check them out at cbdforlife.us. If you use the best life at checkout, you get 20% off, which is unbelievable. We love them. Thank you so much CBD for your sponsorship. And we also have one more. It is Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals, they are on a mission to replace our medicine cabinet with natural ingredients. And Beekeepers Naturals is... Uh, it's made with products from bees. So we have bee pollen, royal jelly, raw honey, um, all kinds of ingredients that are all natural. And something I've been using a lot lately is it is the superfood honey. So the superfood honey is just really amazing honey that you can put on anything. But actually every single day I take like a teaspoon, maybe a little bit more Okay, a lot more, let's be honest, maybe move closer to a tablespoon. Take a teaspoon every morning on my mouth. Just eat it right off of the spoon. It is so good for your immune system, um, for energizing, for antioxidants. It's fuel. And they recommend you take some for immune system and sustained energy every single day. And if you're trying to replace sugars, what's better than natural sugar from honey? So if you want to try this, there's they've got amazing products too. I've talked about the throat spray. Right now I'm really jiving on the honey. You can check it out at beekeepersnaturals.com and also use the best life checkout, use the best life at checkout and you will get 20, uh, 15% off at beekeepers naturals. So we love them. Shout out to beekeepers naturals, shout out to CBD for life. And we'll see you back in the episode. 
I have, I would say, like I do have a, a practice and that I that I do now. Um, I tried a gratitude journal for a while, which is basically what Jill said, except you're writing it down. You're writing down what you're grateful for, whether it's first thing in the morning or before you go to bed. For me personally, um, my ex and I, we had a practice where but right before bed, we'd each do our five gratitudes. So I'd just be like, okay, what are your gratitudes today? And what I loved about doing it at the end of the day versus the morning one, I, my brain doesn't work in the morning. And all I can think of is like, I'm grateful for this warm bed. Um, but two, it helps me reframe the day. So I remember really this time in our lives, we moved into the RV and we were like remodeling it while living in it. So there's like fumes of spray paint and we're in 200 square feet and it's just a mess. And there's stuff everywhere. Literally there was no place to move. And it was just, it was hot in Dallas and just crappy days. Like every day was just aggravating. And we'd go to bed at the end of the day. And sometimes our gratitude was like, I'm just glad I didn't totally lose my shit today. (laughs) Or I'm just grateful that I didn't like murder someone. And it, but it was like one of those things at the end of the day where we could kind of reframe it and go, okay, it was a really bad day, but at least I, you know, at least I didn't do something terrible or like this didn't like sometimes the gratitude was like, I'm grateful that not a bad, another bad thing happened like the day before. And it did shift your, and it shifted your how you saw the world, totally. right? Because like we talk about like the word mindset gets thrown around so much and it's great because I think all of us have had the experience of changing our mindset, have the experience of, like, this is amazing. This tool's awesome. I want to help my clients with it, whatever. But when we talk about mindset, the I just think it, it's a change of perception. Yes. That's all it is. When, when we say mindset, we mean choosing your perception of the world, yep. right? Because there's facts and then there's the story we tell about the facts. Yep. And the story that we tell about the facts is subjective. And so you can see something through the lens of, wow, I'm grateful for this and I can't believe my luck or I can't believe my luck, right? I can't believe my luck or I can't believe my luck. Same thing. How are you saying it? Are you saying it in a gratitude way? Are you saying it like I'm like a victim mentality way? And um, I love that practice. One of the other ones that I've done, and I haven't done this in a while, but this is when I was practicing it, it was a really big one, the two minute email. So every morning you could wake up and you set your timer on your phone for two minutes. That's the most that you have. um, And you send an email to someone who's impacted you. So it's like, it could be anyone from, you know, your high school, you know, soccer coach to, you know, someone like a friend or a family member, just to say that you appreciate them, either what they've provided for you, an insight, an example, something that you feel like, and you're just happy that they're in the world and you only have two minutes to do it. So I think for me, that lowers the barrier to entry. So I don't feel like I have to like write in this fucking huge novel. You can send a text if you don't want to email, but giving yourself that time limit makes it a really like just easy thing to do. I love that. And I love having, I like that example because sometimes I feel like in the space, people say you have to do it a certain way. Like you have to have the journal. And I remember thinking, I just would sometimes forget the journal. Then I'd almost beat myself up for not writing it. And then I felt like I had to catch up. So then I had to do like 10 gratitudes because I only did, I missed a day. Yeah. And so now for me, um, I, in my marriage, I would say it out loud every single night and we would do it with each other. And then when we split for a while, when I was living in Venice alone, I was like, I was sitting there and I was like going, you know, this is a piece that's been missing. And so I said it out loud in the dark in my room, um, just to myself. And then I got out of it, the habit again. And then I'm like, I need to get back to this. Cause I know I feel different when I do it. So now it's a combination. Sometimes I'll ask Jeff, and I'll do, or I'll just tell him mine. I don't even ask him back. I'm just like, Hey, like, this is for me. So here's the five things I'm grateful for you. Like you can say something or not, or just in my head, like when I'm going to sleep, I like list, I will make a list or I've even kept it in my phone notes. Like sometimes I just write out five things. But for me, I can't have all these rules around it. Otherwise I feel like I'm doing something wrong. So I just want to give you guys, like, I think there's a 
you could do it anyway. Yep. There's so many ways you can have a gratitude practice. And if it feels like you're doing it wrong, quotes, you're doing it wrong, then you're doing it wrong because I don't want you to feel like there's no wrong or right way just to be mindful and decide for yourself. Do you want to do it in the morning? Do, is it an email to somebody? Is it writing down? Is it at night? Is it just, you know, a ding on your phone sometime in the day and you think about it, but it is ultimately just a shift in perception to really look for the good in the moment. What good is in the moment? Even if everything is bad, can you find a sliver of something to hang on to? And I think gratitude gives us hope and that shift in perception can change everything for you. Yeah. I love it. Gratitude is definitely a game changer. And it's one of those things that's, and this is just the last thing I'll say, it is one of the hardest things because you don't know how powerful it is until you've done it. Yeah. Once you've done it, you're like, holy shit, this is a huge game changer. So if you're listening to this and you've never had a gratitude practice, you're like, ah, I don't know like if that would really work for me or it seems, sounds like a lot of work or whatever. It's one of the things where it's like a hard sell up front. But once you've had the experience of it on some level, even the tiniest bit, you're like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. And so if you guys just start with one thing, maybe start with the three gratitude, set a timer on your phone every night for maybe like a little bit before you go to bed and try the three gratitudes and just see how that feels and give yourself a week and no promises. Like you don't have to do it forever and then just see how that feels. And if you hate it, then you hate it. But if you love it, then it's a great practice to get into. I love it. I would love to hear if you guys have a practice or just some like stories that once you started things that shifted for you, we have a private Facebook group at the best life We keep these conversations going. So if you have something to share on this, we would love to hear. It. I really am like, I'm not super woo-woo, but I get a little woo-woo on this specific topic. So I'd love to hear any stories or just questions that you guys have about it. Um, love to hear from it. And we will see you on the next episode. Right, bye, guys.